When the new Sultan of Perak arrived in London in 1888, he naturally included a visit to the Queen as part of his itinerary. Perak, one of the Malay states, was part of the British Empire and Queen Victoria had just celebrated her Golden Jubilee. A British protocol officer called on the Sultan to go over the details of the visit. One of the things he asked for was a copy of the music for Perak's national anthem. The Sultan and his aide-de-camp looked at each other. This was unexpected. Perak did not have an anthem to share. But the aide-de-camp was a quick thinker and knew he needed to avoid embarrassing his boss. We forgot the sheet music, he told the palace official. But if you have someone who can transcribe a tune, I'll whistle it for them. And he did. The music was written down and played by a military band. What they played was actually a popular song in Perak at the time, but it was now the country's national anthem. And decades later, when Perak and the other Malay states formed a new independent nation, the tune was adopted for Malaysia's anthem. Sometimes, countries just pick an anthem because they have to. Welcome to episode 5 of this series of national anthems, the worst songs in the world. My name is David Pate. I'm a broadcaster, writer and journalist in Halifax, Nova Scotia. When it comes to picking anthems, it's all a little haphazard. What you need to remember is there are two parts to an anthem and only one of them is truly memorable. An anthem needs music and lyrics and the music usually comes first and lasts longest. Take Costa Rica, one of the Central American nations once ruled by Spain. It became a separate country in 1848, but no one really thought about a national anthem until four years later. That's when the US and Britain decided to open embassies. It's a big deal when two of the most powerful nations in the world come calling, and all of a sudden Costa Rica needed an anthem to welcome them, fast. 
the head of the military band was ordered to come up with a tune. There was no time for lyrics, but that didn't seem to matter and no one missed them. It wasn't until 60 years later that Costa Rica finally got round to approving the lyrics that are still used today. The tune? It's still the same. There's a reason why countries like to stick with the same music for their anthems even when they change the words. Music is a powerful force. Try this. Recite the words to your national anthem as if it was a poem. You probably have to think a lot harder about what line comes next than if you were singing it. And the words don't really matter anyway. You probably recognize that anthem, but what do the words mean? And just so you know, that's the old Soviet anthem. This is what today's Russian anthem sounds like. Big difference, right? If you don't speak the language, then you identify the anthem entirely by the tune. The choir could be singing the Kremlin staff list and you wouldn't know it, or be less moved by the delivery. Anthems do have the power to grab our emotions, even ones we don't understand. When Russia attacked Ukraine in 2022, the world was appalled by the unprovoked war and inspired by Ukrainian resistance. And one little Ukrainian girl captured hearts around the world when a cell phone video of her singing the Disney song Let It Go in a Kyiv bomb shelter went viral. Amelia Anasovich was just seven years old. Shortly afterwards, her parents sent her to stay with her grandmother in Poland, where she was asked to sing at a concert to raise funds for Ukrainian refugees. Amelia walked out onto the huge stage in front of thousands of people in the audience, as well as many more watching at home, and with all the confidence of a seasoned professional, delivered an a cappella performance of the Ukrainian national anthem. Until Russia's brutal assault, few people outside Ukraine knew the country's anthem, but it quickly became familiar worldwide as bands and choirs learned the song to show their support for Ukraine. From opera houses to hockey rinks, B-52 
people learned that the first line of the Ukrainian anthem was eerily appropriate. The glory and freedom of Ukraine has not yet perished. There is great power in music. A study published in the American journal Evolution and Human Behavior in 2016 found that people singing together in large groups produce more endorphins, which gave them a higher pain threshold and brought them closer together. This is something that military and political leaders have always known. It's why armies employed musicians to lead soldiers into battle. A Scottish bagpiper captured after the Jacobite army of Bonnie Prince Charlie was defeated in 1746 was sentenced to death, despite never having struck a blow. The judge at his trial ruled that as a Highland regiment never marched without a piper, he was a member of the army, and his bagpipes were, therefore, in the eyes of the law, an instrument of war. Pipers continued to lead Scottish regiments in the British Army into battle for the next 200 years. In the First World War, so many pipers were killed that the practice of leading from the front was forbidden. But on D-Day in June 1944, a lone piper, armed only with his instrument, led troops ashore on Sword Beach and marched up and down playing the pipes even as his comrades died around him. Bill Millen's survival seemed miraculous, but in an interview on the 50th anniversary of the invasion, he explained why. Well, we had captured two snipers later, and through the interpreter we asked them why they didn't shoot at the paper walking in the front, and one of them said because we thought he was doomcuff, he was mad. There's always been a close association between the military and national anthems. At most public events, it's a military band that plays the national song, and that's often accompanied by soldiers marching with flags and warplanes screaming overhead, trailing smoke in the country's national colours. But the true power of music is in its emotion, not in its ability to ward off potential enemies. In the 1942 movie Casablanca, one of the most memorable scenes is when a group of German soldiers in a bar start singing a German patriotic song. In response, the French patrons drown them out with La Marseillaise. Among the singers is a young woman, featured in a close-up with tears streaming down her face. 
The actress was Madeleine Lebeau. Like the main characters in the movie, she had fled Paris ahead of the invading Germans and escaped to America with transit passes of dubious origin. Her tears on film were very real. What that scene showed, very deliberately, was that the hard power of military might can be defeated by the soft power of musical solidarity. Sometimes it doesn't take much. In the 17th century, people started talking about the Swiss illness. This affected Swiss mercenaries, who were much in demand to help European monarchs fight their never-ending and complicated wars. But there was a problem. These tough and sought-after soldiers could be reduced to quivering masses of weeping emotion by a simple tune. The melody that undid the mercenaries was one of a number of traditional tunes played by Swiss herdsmen as they drove their cattle to or from pasture. When they heard them, the soldiers didn't want to fight. They wanted to go home. Swiss doctor who studied the phenomenon created the word nostalgia to describe what was seen as a potentially fatal disease. It was such a problem that armies banned the playing of the tunes. One of the first things any self-respecting dictatorship does is take control of music. They know that dreams can be kept alive through songs, so they must be suppressed. Because when the music of the people is allowed to flourish, even the mightiest of empires can crumble. In 1988, the singing revolution broke out in the Baltic states. Lithuania, Latvia and Estonia had been part of the Soviet Union since the Second World War. When the Kremlin began introducing economic and political reforms in the 1980s, people in Estonia decided to test the limits of these new rules. And they did it through song. It began after a music festival in the summer of 1988, when thousands of people started singing patriotic songs, many of them banned by the Soviet regime. Night after night, people gathered and sang and waved the Estonian flag, which hadn't been seen in public for almost half a century. Estonian artist and political activist Heinz Volk coined the term the singing revolution. At a huge concert in Tallinn, 
attended by about a quarter of the country's population, he went further and gave the movement a slogan. One day, he said, no matter what, we will win. What started out as groups of people with no particular goal in mind beyond the need to sing about their love of country was now a snowballing independence movement. In August 1989, about two million people formed an unbroken singing human chain 690 kilometers long linking the three Baltic capitals, Tallinn, Riga and Vilnius. It was the ultimate demonstration of people power. Two years later, all three Baltic states were again independent nations. They had sung their way to freedom. Interesting things can happen when people decide to take control of their own national music. In the lead-up to the 2014 World Cup, Brazil was rocked by massive street protests, sparked by an economic crisis. The protesters were particularly angry about the huge cost of staging the tournament. But Brazilians wanted to make sure their beloved national team knew their anger wasn't directed at them. So they showed their support in a unique way, through singing. The Brazilian anthem is a long one, around four minutes. Too long for FIFA, so a cut-down 60-second version is played during international tournaments. But during the World Cup, fans kept going after the music stopped. players joined in and said the singing gave them a huge boost. However, there are limits to what motivation can do, and Brazil wasn't able to ride the power of music to the final. But sometimes what people want from an anthem is absolutely nothing, because they have no use for them. Meanwhile, the national anthem is banned in, Go in Goshen College in northern Indiana because they say it goes against the school's pacifist principles. Goshen College was founded in 1894 by Mennonites, a pacifist group opposed to serving in the military or singing the U.S. national anthem because of its description of warfare. For most of its existence, the college didn't play the anthem. But that changed in 2010 when some sports teams were allowed to play the Star Spangled Banner before games. 
Students, staff and alumni were very upset and the school came up with a compromise. If teams wanted a pre-game song, it would have to be America the Beautiful, which the college said was a better fit for its core Christian values. America, America, God shed his grace on Mennonites aren't actually opposed to anthems, just to ones that glorify the military and warfare. But Jehovah's Witnesses go further. They won't sing any anthem, nor will they salute a flag or march in patriotic parades. They view those acts as worshipping a country, and the only thing they are allowed to worship is their God. It's true, we don't sing national anthems, but neither do we discourage others from singing, nor do we make a public spectacle of not singing. We simply don't participate. As you can imagine, this stance comes with a cost. Jehovah's Witnesses were persecuted by the Nazis for refusing to pledge loyalty to the party or state. Countries like Russia and Singapore have moved to ban the religion. You may not agree with their religious reasons for not singing anthems, but if more of us took the position that most of the world's problems are caused by nation-states, and their desire to fight each other, then we'd be on the way to creating a better world. A world without anthems, but not a world without songs. We've had a lot of trouble and we've had a lot of strife. We've had our ups and downs as we have journeyed on through life. We've had our little quabbles, but they've never lasted long. Why? Because, just because we'd rather sing a song. Oh, it's a fine thing to sing. Singing is the thing. It brightens everything when dark and dreary. It helps you on the road when you have a heavy load. Singing is the thing to make you cheery. Whenever you are worried and you don't know what to do And you've got the humpy dumpies and you're feeling black and blue Just do the same as I do, I just simply jog along And I say to me, says I to me, come on and sing a song It's a fine thing to sing, singing is the thing it brightens everything when dark and dreary. It helps you on the road when you have a heavy load. Singing is the thing to make you cheery. Follow the doodle all, follow the dollar the doodle all, follow the dollar the doodle all the day. I'll bet a silver sixpence singing helps to make us glad. We can face the world singing, but we cannot if we're sad. And we can make the world brighter. We can help to right a wrong. My, there's lots of joy and comfort in a wee bit simple song. Oh, it's a fine thing to sing. Singing is the thing. It brightens everything when dark and dreary. 
it helps you on the road when you have a heavy load. Singing is the thing to make you cheery. Follow the doodle all, follow the dollar, the doodle all, follow the dollar, the doodle all the day. We've had a very happy time since we've been gathered here. It's nice to meet old friends again, for old friends are sincere. And I really think it does as good to meet just now and then. So just before we go, we'll sing the chorus once again. It's a fine thing to sing. Singing is the thing. It brightens everything when dark and dreary. It helps you on the road when you have a heavy load. Singing is the thing to make it cheery. Now, fine thing to sing. Singing is the thing, it brightens everything when dark and dreary. It helps you on the road when you have a heavy load. Singing is the thing to make you cheery. Follow the doodle, follow the dollar, the doodle, follow the dollar, the doodle, all the day. <laughs> I tell you, eh, follow the doodle. Follow the dollar, the doodle, all. Follow the dollar, the doodle, all of the day. <laughs> Follow the doodle all the day, all the day. <laughs> oh, I tell you, you keep singing in your oracle. <laughs> well, good night. <laughs>